This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome to Video Games Cover to Cover's continuing coverage of The Witcher 3, episode 12. The never-ending coverage of Witcher 3. I, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of knew what we were getting into on this one, but yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is It is quite the haul, but these are exciting times. I don't know if we're going to get to it yet, but I 100% completed Last Wish. This Which episode literally is the only thing that he's cared about for several episodes, I'm pretty sure. Is I have a bone to pick with you, by the way. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it was 23 or 24. I think it was 23. I started off the episode by saying, this is the one with Yennefer. And that was not the title that you chose. <laughs> um, this will also be the one with Yennefer. Honestly, for the rest of this game, I feel like this will be the one with Yennefer. But the thing is, you know, it's just, she's just the best. There's no getting around it. And I just need to talk about her as much as humanly possible. Or as witcherly possible. You have a problem. Are witchers human anymore? I mean, that's getting into some deep metaphysical stuff that I'm not really sure that this podcast is equipped to tackle. Well, I guess Our right sorceress off- is human because I mean, well, that is a good question, and I don't rightly know because I don't. Yeah. Well, because I know we I, I'm pretty without- sure that there are druids and sages, and both of them, even though they have a human-like appearance, that I'm pretty sure they're magical in origin. So I don't think they would be considered humans, but I. That's very interesting. Without having read the books, we're basically just, it would just be shots in the dark anyway, because neither of us really know. Well, so I guess the question is, well, because in Lord of the Rings, the mages were demigods. Correct, yes, but... I know that's not the same thing. Yeah. Except for the fact that all of them were, were distant, all of them were descendants by some magical god, so would they be demigods too? I mean, probably... Because in order for witchers to become witchers, they have to go through some changing, like, their physical mutations and everything. So, I don't know. I would not really consider them human anymore. The humans certainly don't. Well, yeah, but the humans are just terrible in general. So, I'm not really sure that's a a good basis for anything at this point. I mean, surprise, surprise, the the humans hate everyone, including themselves. Yeah, basically. Pretty much status quo as far as everything's concerned. More or less, yeah. So I guess we'll jump into... uh, I guess let's tackle a couple of side quests first before we get to the main event, as it were. Which is still a side quest. Don't try to pretend it's not. Um, It is a side quest in your game. It is very much a main storyline quest in my experience. Anyway. This is a favor... From Yennefer, and that is a main quest in my book. Just because it was inaccurately labeled does not make it a main quest. Does right, not, it does not make it a main quest. Does not not make it a main double negatives. <laughs> it's a main quest, as far as I'm concerned. There is no not completing it. Anyway. So I ran into this dude named Lothar, and I actually ran into him... Or no, I picked up the quest forever ago. Yeah. Because I also started going around. There's a couple of places in Novigrad where I didn't 
I still didn't visit that giant city at the end of the map at like the very right right hand uh, southern corner, like in this to the southeast. I have not. That's not actually a city. Oh, what is it? Is it like a tent? It's the uh, the Empire's forward camp. Oh, so that's why it's like small and compact. Yes. Okay. No, I have not gone there yet, but I did uh, happen to catch basically this dude who is he's upset because his son was cursed and he doesn't know what's going on. I mean, mean, to be fair, (laughs) that's a pretty valid reason to be upset. You're making you're sounding kind of dismissive there. Like, that's a problem. Okay, you're right. I, I didn't mean it to sound... As soon as I said it, I didn't mean it to sound so dismissive. This guy's very upset for very good reasons. <laughs> okay, great. His son has been cursed, and he's gonna die. Well, you kind show of a up, problem. And you talk to him, and there's this wolf head or horse head thing, and basically there are two options. Someone has cursed his son. He's gonna die. You can either... You have first of all, you have to find out who it is. But there are two options for getting rid of the curse: is this person lifts it themselves, or you turn the curse back around on them. Yes, exactly. So it's a, one of a double-edged sword situation. If you're willing to curse someone, apparently you also have to be willing to die. Which, I mean, I guess if you're going to curse somebody, I feel like that's very appropriate. You know, unlike Mordvarg, who, you know, he was cursed on a dying breath. Which is a little different, and we'll get to more. That, that's enough. a whole. Yeah, I did go back and finish that, and whew. I told you there's a lot going on there. <laughs> okay, so basically, you you find out that it's some herbalist, and I'm interested to find out what you did because I feel like I did the opposite. So, so why don't you take it from here? Okay, so the herbalist is upset because she she wanted him. She loves this dude. Yeah, and and she he, wanted him for herself. Well, and he had slept with her and stuff. So it wasn't like this was just some pining from afar and then he left her for his now current wife. Well, no, he admittedly this she wasn't like a mistress or anything. They were together for a long right. time and he grew apart from her, but it's very clear that she never got the memo. So what she wants in order to lift the curse. See, I didn't take it that way. I thought it was I got the impression that he kind of ran out on her. And it was not a. This was not a like th- that. This was a relatively recent thing that happened. The way she described it. Well, it, I mean, his son was relatively old, and his son was. I think he was. I think he mentioned him being like three or four. So this was like five years ago. He had enough time to get married to this other woman. You know, spend nine months cooking a child, and then three or four years after that. So this is probably a good like five or six years that he dumped this girl and she's been pining for him ever since. That was the impression that I got, which heavily influenced my decision. Well, I got the impression. I mean, then I'm pretty sure we've been, we came to the same conclusion, but regardless, I got the impression (laughs) that she, I I, I guess I got the impression that he had that like the person he was with now had been a mistress and then he left and went to the mistress. That was the impression I got. That was not the impression I had, but regardless. But so what she wants to lift voluntarily lift the curse is for him to come back to her and leave behind his current family. So you go tell him and he says no. So then your options are either leave the curse alone or turn it around. 
I turned it around because my thought was the kid has nothing to do with this. He doesn't deserve to die, period. So here's what I did. There were two options. One of them was basically screw you, let the curse take its course, like you said. But when there were two, when, when I was presented the two options for them, I at first said, dude, like this is a problem that you need to take care of. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that that would immediately end the quest and he would basically be like, fine, I'm leaving my kid and wife and I'm going to go be with her. And I was like, no, I thought you were just going to go have a talk with her, bro. And like, maybe I could go with you or something. And if it turned ugly, then we come back and finish this. When it became that, I was like, no, no, no. That is not how this is going to go down because I am not going to ruin this other woman's life and this child's life just because she is being like super jealous. And my other thought process is you are willing to kill a child. Yeah, exactly. It's one thing if you cursed him. You were willing to kill a child. So I was like, this is one of those situations where it's no, 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 no. I thought that there would be more, which I thought I could continue the quest and it immediately ended it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I I will not accept that because my option was always going to be if I had no other option, kill her. Right. But no, I, yeah, I definitely like I didn't even go down that route. I was just like. Okay, you said, I, I asked, you said no. Well, this is, sorry, lady, you, this is not okay. Bye, like, bye. Well, that's that's exactly, and that's the only reason why I actually went back, because that was literally, I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But the, the bubble, the speech bubble that came up, made it sound like that we would, the two of us, go talk to her and try to work this out. That was not the case. The case was, okay, fine, I'll leave my wife. And I'm like... Okay, so is there an option to kill you because you apparently just flippantly leave people out of the blue? Which does kind of reinforce my thought that maybe this was a relatively recent thing that he just did. Maybe, the the thing is, maybe he should have died. Yeah, like... There should have been a third option where I get to just take him out of the picture. But yeah, no, I was definitely not going to let the kid die because... Independent of what else was going on, the kid clearly did not deserve Well, that. you've already killed other kids, so you didn't want to kill this one either. I hate you so much. <laughs> I still think I'd made the right choice on that one. I don't know, man. The more, the more I play this game, the more I'm... Whether I let some evil demon creature go, regardless, killing kids is still not something I'm willing to... It's like the... Sure, it sucks that the Baron and his wife are dead. But whether you saved the Baron and his wife or not, it's not like it affects Crow's Perch at all. If it ha- if they stayed behind and like Crow's Perch didn't get as bad as it did, maybe that would be a different story. But when I go back later and that dude has taken over, when I went back to Crow's Perch to pick up Uma for another for when I continued the story, basically these dudes were going in and gonna like assault this woman this dude's daughter and i was like (laughs) no murder town right now and when you go talk to the sergeant about it it's like oh yeah i want them to go around murdering people i'm like (laughs) okay if there was an option to kill you i would yeah and and that is one area that so in a lot of ways i've been really impressed by the witcher's ability to make you feel consequences for things, but 
things like the situation in Crow's Perch do really reinforce the limitations that even this game has. And I don't know that you necessarily could fix it because obviously the more of these sorts of branches you have, the more spiraling out of control your game gets. And it's already absurdly huge. So I get it. But it is, yes, it is disappointing that outside of that little epilogue thing that Geralt gave me, you know, the little speech that Geralt gives, yeah, at the end of the day, everything winds up just as bad. You really don't wind up making that much of a difference. It's not about making a difference. It's more about the fact that no matter what decision you made in that sense, the Baron and his wife are gone forever. And it goes back to the Baron being a terrible person and... Basically, the environment that he cultivated is this sort of behavior, which is why his sergeant is even perfectly fine to do that. I mean, the sergeant was the guy saying, oh, well, he's become soft and he's basically not doing this anymore. And this is I'm upset about that. And it's like, that's the sort of behavior that the Baron should have been discouraging this entire time. And it's almost the sins of the Baron are once again coming back up and Sure, it sucks that he's dead, but the 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 decision that I had and, and the, the decision that I made had zero impact on anything that was going on. You know, the Baron ended up killing himself because of everything that happened. I would hope that maybe the sergeant would see that and try to change his ways or something. Or the Baron leaves because he gets his wife, he changes what it's just no matter what decision you made, it has zero impact on the rest of the story. So at this point, the only thing that I know happened for sure is I saved some kids and I'm okay with that at the end of the day, because my decision doesn't seem to have impacted anything that went on in Crow's Perch. And at this point, I'm just sitting there going, okay, well, there's literally nothing I could have done. It was always going to come back to this guy's just a douche. He's going to take over. And that's just that. Because even if the Baron and his wife came back, there's no way the sergeant would just be okay with him taking control again. I mean, the Baron and his wife are just gone forever, period, at this point. And it's not like his daughter's ever going to forgive him, whether his wife does or not. So, I don't know. I just, to me, the more the game goes on and the more I have to do in Crow's Perch, the more I'm okay with my decision based solely on the fact that I just saved the lives of some kids. Not that I'm not going to knock you for your decision outside of a few jokes here and there. <laughs> so that's more that that's kind of more what I was going for as far as I liked my decision. I, I, I just like my decision more and more as I continue the game only because it just has no impact on anything. And I there's a, you know, horse out there called Black Beauty that I can find and ride if you ask me it. <laughs> not that you can keep it, but. You yeah. know, I can find and, and ride a demon horse. So, <laughs> well, technically a druid, but, you know, it's like this all-powerful demon thing that, as a witcher, I can just be like, no, you're under my control for a bit. <laughs> it reminds me of, of catching the uh, the demon horses in, in uh, Red Dead Redemption 1. And, you know, here's the thing. I feel like Yennefer and I can go take care of this demon horse problem later, so we can just kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> I, Yennefer has the power as 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 we'll find out she can control Jin. so well sort of but but yeah to get back on topic well what was the topic I think we finished Lothar yeah we did I just I mean pretty much <laughs> so do you want to get into Mordvarg yeah let's talk about that because we brought him up last time 
I made sure to go back and do the quest. I assume it nothing really changed as far as that goes, despite you have ar- having already done the story quest. Like I assume it plays out basically the exact same way. It does. You basically go talk to the priestesses. They give you some information about how this guy survived, and you basically need to go talk to him. Right. Which, when I did go to talk to him, it's funny because Geralt is like, when he's giving him the third degree, he's like, isn't it a little strange for you to still be alive? You know? Yeah. I thought your whole honor thing dictated you're supposed to, you know, stay and fight or whatever, and the guy's like, listen... I did what I did to survive and I'm not proud of it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So he kind of gives me some information and then you need to go back and basically talk to Morgvarg who, and by talk to him, I mean, you show up there and he's like obsessing over some dead armor plate and he's sitting he's there talking, going, he's, he's talking to the, de- the armor plate like it's a person. Yeah. Yeah. He's like talking like he's golem, like my precious, I need the key. I want the key. It's the key. I need the key. Like, and just yet another sign of how crazy this guy's gone from however Foreshadowing. I guess I need to go get some key. Right. I think finding a key is going to be in my future. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I, it does feel like it's pretty important though. Yeah. Now here's the first mistake that I made. I wanted to be cruel to Mordvard just because, I don't know, everything I've heard. He does seem to deserve it. <laughs> the guy's a jerk. I'm a jerk. <laughs> so as soon as I killed him this time, it gave me the option to feed him or kill him. The last time I killed him, I got some of his flesh. You fed him his own flesh? So I force fed him his own flesh. Turns out that immediately ends the quest. Because apparently you perma-kill him without learning anything new. Whoops! Didn't mean to do that! Okay. Well, Chris doesn't live with any of his decisions, so let's go back in time and reload. If there's, if there's one thing that our listeners are well aware of at this point, it's that Chris lives with no decision that he doesn't like. And then Andrew runs with all of it. <laughs> well, major decision. If it's a decision like this, I just don't. It means nothing to me. A lot of times I will save and reload just to see what happened. In this case, I specifically wanted to follow it to the end because of something you had told me. Because apparently, and as we'll find out very shortly, it's possible to turn him back into a human. But before that, yeah, he, you feed him his own flesh and he's like, what do you do? dead like wow oh yeah that's not how i would have expected that to go (laughs) oh well what happens is because the curse turns whatever he eats into dust for whatever reason it didn't affect him the first time i think it's because he because it probably because it was still attached to him like yes because he chewed through his own leg and he can't die but this time for whatever reason Apparently, that turns him to ash and ends the quest. Whoopsie. Okay. Well, this time I'll My just bad. kill him, then go get the key. And I definitely killed him a few more times after that because I wanted those mutagens. Just for fun. Yeah. You know, y- you have to. And every time he's like, it's you again, murder. Why are you doing this? <laughs> kill. I'm just going to come back. I'm like, okay. You say and I'm just that. I'm going to keep killing you. <laughs> like, 
you you realize you're never going to win. It's like, bro, it's not like you're a super saiyan here. You don't come back. Well, just a regular saiyan. You don't have to be a super saiyan for this to work. But it's not like you get stronger after every lost fight. (laughs) You are staying the status quo. And if I can easily defeat you the first time, do you really think it's going to be any different any of the other times? (laughs) Because unlike you, I do get experience points. (laughs) Yeah. Here's, Here's the difference is... I am a Saiyan, and I do get stronger after every fight. <laughs> because that's how leveling up works. <laughs> because video games. So, God. you find this key, and you find this note. Turns out the guy's not the hero he said he was. That guy was a member of this dude's crew. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Okay, cool. Which leads me to another one of my mistakes. <laughs> okay. Technically, this wasn't a mistake. This is literally just me wanting to go back and finishing some loose ends. I just wanted to see what would happen. You get there and you talk to this guy and you're like, yo, bro, you lied. There are two options. Attack him or basically be like, listen, I'm a witcher. I don't really care about your past. I just want to kill this dude. So I chose the witcher option. Yeah. I did go back and kill him later, but I still... The my game continued with this one. I just wanted to see if you'd still get the item, which you do. The only thing is you don't know what to do with it. Gotcha. Um, so I have this item in my inventory that I literally know nothing about. Basically, at the end of this conversation, you get a uh, uh, amulet. Like talisman thing, yeah. Yeah, and you get that whether you kill him or not. But he basically tells you that, just like everyone else told you, he killed a priestess. And with her dying breath, she cursed him to not only live forever in this garden, because he's attached to the garden forever, but she turned him into a beast because of all the beastly things he did. So that is why he's also a werewolf. And the talisman I was a little confused about. He said something about his grandpa. So the way I understood it was Morkvark was basically double cursed. Uh, like, because the way the guy describes the talisman, pricking your finger on the talisman turns you into a werewolf. I thought the part of her... So, the way I understood it, Morkvar got werewolf cursed by the talisman and du- cursed by the lady, and that turned him into this ridiculous, super over-the-top mega curse. <laughs> that was how I understood how it went down. Well, because even if he... Because so pricking your finger t- again turns him back. Well, wasn't pricking his face. All he had to do was wear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you Because what you do is instead of feeding him or whatever, when you have the talisman, you get the option to Give basically to say, put this on. And he's like, what are you doing? And Geralt's just, bro, just put it on. I literally do not have time for this. Yeah. I am about to go see Yennefer. I do not care about anything you have to say. <laughs> and uh, so he puts it on and he turns back into a human. And then, like I was saying, he immediately is like, I can't wait to go off and do all the bad stuff I was doing before. Yeah, he he goes, learning nothing from this experience. Yeah, I could finally go around killing people again. They all think that their lives are all cushy and everything without me. Well, I'm going to teach them. And, of course, my girl's immediately like, uh, okay, slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> that is not where this is going. I chose the same option, but we both made a mistake. What you can do, he gives you an extra reward if you let him go, but 
you can immediately attack him and kill him. Which I didn't do, because all I did was just say, yeah, buddy, you're not going to get away with this. Yeah. And I killed him. For good this time. Which is unfortunate, because it would have been nice to get some extra gold out of it. It's basically, you don't get the gold from him, because he's a monster. He He never had any gold on him to begin with. He tells you who you're supposed to meet up with to get your reward, and then you can go meet up with them, and they'll basically give you, like, 30 gold or something. But it's 30 gold. Yeah, whatever. I do not care. At one point, when when you talk to the emperor, I think it was the last time. Um, no, it's before you go get Uma. You talk to the emperor and give him kind of a status update, and it he just automatically gives you half the gold. And I'm like, oh, two thousand. That's literally nothing. <laughs> if you had given me this at the beginning of the game, it would have changed my life. But now I genuinely do not care. Like, dude, do do you have any clue how much money I have? You're the emperor. You can do better than this. (laughs) Like, bro, I may have more money than you at this point because I've taken all of it from all the merchants. You have any idea how much stuff I acquire? (laughs) I went through your own castle and just stuffed everything in a sack earlier. So, well, here's the one thing, because I would I would occasionally go around, you know, because specifically when I found the white wolves in the snowy sections of the mountain and everything, like you can find white bears and Skellige and white wolves. Mm-hmm. And I would go around just murder town on all of them and get their pelts. Yeah. Their pelts are worth a lot. What I didn't realize is their pelts also weighed a lot. I was weighed down. I had like 60. I'm like, why? I only have like three swords. Where's all my weight going? And then I eventually found another merchant who actually accepted them because you go to an armorer and they don't want them. They yeah. don't want them. Or no, you go to a blacksmith and they don't want them, but you go to an armorer. I want them because yeah. they can make armor out of it. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, sweet. So I ended up doing that and I I saved a ton of weight. But I was for a while. I thought it, they worked just like ingredients where they were just weightless. Nope. No, no, no. Anything that goes in that like miscellaneous tab has a weight. Which is unfortunate because I have a ton of stuff in there. Although the thing is. The miscellaneous tab, is it worth it for me to keep any of those items, or should I really just be dismantling them all? I don't know. Or selling them all? I don't really know, because none of those are alchemy items, I don't think. No, no, no. There's a separate thing for alchemy and for crafting materials, so anything in there is literally just either tear it down or sell it for money. So, yeah. So there's no, like, there's nothing in there that's like, oh, I you actually need this to make something. So I guess, what have you done? Sold it all. Okay. That's, that's really all I ever do. How much money do you have at this point? Like 30-some thousand. I am just shy of 40 grand at this point. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. I so went, much. I, I went around, and I don't know if the merchants gradually get new items as you level up or something, because I definitely found swords and stuff that, that I'm like, I swear if I had seen this sword before, I would have bought it. But I am still using that same sword. I have still not gotten anything. Maybe bleed is not as good as I think it is, but... Plus 35% to bleed. They I put bleeding on almost everything after two strikes. And it has a 5% to crit and a 50% crit damage. I'm still using that same steel sword. Now, I have picked up several silver swords that I've switched out for, but I'm still using that steel sword. If it was possible to upgrade it, I would. About the only steel sword that I think I would switch it out for is I found one that has like frost damage. I, I may switch it out for that, but... I don't remember what my current one has. I don't think it's... I don't remember. 
I'm pretty sure it has plus to crit, but I don't I, I don't know what else it does because I think most of like the relic swords have plus to crit. Honestly, not all of them. A lot of them for me. A lot of them that I pick up are all signs. At least the silver ones are almost always signs. The steel ones are usually like plus to bleed. A lot of them do plus to crit, but they don't. It's more rare to find one that gives you a plus to crit chance. And the the one I have is a plus to crit chance and a plus to crit and a thirty five percent bleeding. The only way that I would I would swap it out for anything else is if I got a 75 crit damage and a plus to crit. Because those are the only two things that I really think I'd care about. I, hmm. I mean, I don't know, because I'll admit I don't super pay attention to the bonus effects, because even just when the base damage goes up, like I just annihilate things so quickly, especially at the level I'm at at this point. Well, I annihilate things quickly anyway, so the base damage really doesn't mean anything to me. I know, I'm just saying, I mean, like, I, I guess where I'm going is it doesn't really seem like it matters that much one way or the other because we both are just destroying everything. Well, for me, it's just being able to set bleed on them and them just die on their own because I can attack one guy, basically know that he's going to die in a couple of seconds and then go attack somebody else. It's 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 better for, like, groups and stuff. Yeah. Which I actually finally learned a skill in my tree that gives me a good attack on groups, and I'm really happy now. What is it? A red skill? Yes. Or? If you hold down X, he just kind of like spins the it spins in a circle with the sword. Well, here's the thing. Makes me very happy. I uh, completely forgot about my points. <laughs> Why does this not surprise me somehow? And realized that I had unlocked an entire tree. And two in the other, in the last tree, and I hadn't spent any of my points and hadn't put anything in there. <laughs> wow. So because I can't ever get any red mutagens, ever, no matter what I fight, like, there, there was one time, I, I can't remember what it was, I think it was ghouls or something else that was giving me red mutagens, so I kept farming them forever, so I could eventually get the 40% in the greater red mutagen, but it took me forever to get a greater red mutagens. I, I, I have green out the wazoo. So I I did blue. I did the blue track again. And I did Axne, which the upgraded Axne is, or not, or not, Igni. The upgraded Igni is awesome. The one where you're just like burning hands. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, it's so oh, yeah, beautiful. I, I, I have love that it. one. I, I use that all the time. That's my kind of like my go-to sign if I don't have anything else I specifically need. And then there's Yarden, which not only slows them all down, but also attacks them. So when you're fighting wraiths, it's beautiful because they just show up. And not only I feel like the range is a little bit more on them, too, because it doesn't seem like it's just a set circle. It just shows up, and as soon as they get close enough, it starts beaming them with attacks, <laughs> and I just come in and annihilate them. I used to hate wraiths, and now I'm like, throw me a wraith any day. I'm going to destroy these things. I really, Yarden and Igni are probably my two favorite ones. The other one that... I get a lot of use out of, um, Quinn is very helpful for big enemies like Golems, the shield. Um, Quinn is the other one. I, the, the Quinn is the one that I use because I did explosive shield because Quinn is the, those are the three that I, I constantly use. Yeah. If uh, I'm fighting one thing, you're right. I only use Quinn on big stuff. And then I use, um, Ard, I think the, 
the like force push one a lot for uh, like flying enemies and guys with shields. It's like the only way to deal with them reliably. Oh no, flying enemies just block. Literally, just hold block. They come up to you. They can't attack you. And as soon as they get close, just attack. You'll knock them down on the ground every time without fail. Or block. And when they get close to you, just fire an axe knee and they'll immediately drop. Well, that's what Ard does too. That's like you uh, you can throw it at them in the air and they'll fall down. But if you just block, they they come up. They don't even. Sometimes they don't even bother attacking you because they know they're just going to fly into your sword. So they land right in front of you and then just boom, a kill them. I've done this so many times. It's work. It works like a charm for harpies. The only thing that I haven't really used it on is sirens because they're basically all in the water. Well, plus sirens, you can just use the horn. I I don't have the horn, and I don't think I'm ever going to get it. Oh, you you didn't get the horn from the, the one quest. What one quest? The helping the brother. What brother? It, the Skellige, the the two siblings, the sister and the brother. The brother's quest is where the horn is. What? what? Hjalmar? Uh, yeah, whatever his name was. Yes. I never got the horn from uh, Hjalmar. Maybe. I don't know. I I didn't get it. I don't think I got it from him, but I know I got it during that quest. It's because you went to his camp, didn't you? Yes. I never went to his camp. I never, ever went back to Hjalmar's camp, and it... One of my giant regrets. See, everybody, I don't just flippantly get rid of all of my decisions. (laughs) I've missed out on the horn. It doesn't matter because I literally don't need it. No, but I was just like, whenever sirens come up, that's what I do. Can you use the horn in the water? Yes. Well, not like if you're swimming, but like on the boat, you can blow the horn and they all fall and I just leave. (laughs) You don't even kill them? They're in the water. I don't care. I just go. Killing monsters is like... No experience at this point. Yeah, but I have plus 5% bonus monster experience. Oh, so it might be worth like 0.1. So here's the thing. You're going to allow those sirens to kill somebody else who's driving by? You're a bad witcher. (laughs) You know, here's the thing. I was thinking about this when when we weren't on the podcast. As I'm listening to these episodes, I was thinking, man, I should really do a evil run where I basically make all the worst decisions possible up to and including siding with Triss. And <laughs> I was basically like, oh, I could just follow Andrew's exact run, except here's the thing. Do I let the demon out or do I kill the children? I don't really know. I don't know what's worse. Probably killing the children. So basically I can just follow Andrew's exact run, get with Triss. That reminds me. Logos' kid is dead, as we all knew. Failed that quest. Must not have noticed it. So, you could talk about that quest whenever you want, because, whoopsie. It's actually a shame, because I actually thought of the three, that one I think was the most interesting to me. But yeah, so I never got that horn, because I never visited his camp. I didn't realize it wasn't optional, so I just went ahead to find Hjalmar, and I thought Hjalmar would have been like, let's go to my camp, and then that was gone permanently, so no going back to the camp, no horn, (sighs) awesome. So I guess, yeah, now's a better time, now's as good a time as any, let's talk about that quest that, that I won't get to experience until New Game Plus. Okay, so... Madman Lugos' kid, um, Blue Boy, which, what a name, Blue Boy Lugos. Madman has a son named Blue Boy, and I can't get over that. Well, you know what, no. It's low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) 
Continue. So anyway, um, his whole quest he's going to do is to go and go into this cave that nobody can go or nobody goes into because apparently it uh, gives you visions of the things that you're most afraid of that you have to de- confront and deal with. So it's Blue Boy and his two companions. And then, of course, Geralt goes in with them and you go through this cave and progressively deal with each person's like biggest fear or something in their history. Um, so I have to assume for Geralt, either a ton of portals showed up or Yennefer was just behind him the entire time reading his mind about Triss. <laughs> Those ha- those could only be the two fears that this man has. He's killed everything. There's only two things he can fear at this point. It's portals because he brings it up nonstop. And, and Yennefer, you know, I really hate it when you read my mind. Why do you care, man? Why do you even care? No, for Gerald, it's uh, the Wild Hunt get it catching Siri. Of course it is. I mean, yeah, definitely. So, um, for the others... I really wish they had gone for the joke, though. <laughs> if it was just nothing but portals, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, portals. Why? It's like, above all else, above the Wild Hunt catching Siri, he hates portals. They make me... They give me a tummy ache. <laughs> it's such like a... It hurts my tum-tum. <laughs> I hate it. I love that, the, that that's the actual reason, too. Like, he, this guy deals with, like, horrible monsters all the time, and he's like, it makes my tummy bad. Yeah, I need some Tums afterwards. <laughs> he acts knees himself so he can get through it. So Your tum-tum will not hurt. <laughs> he, like, looks in a mirror. He He's like, wait, 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 wait. Yennefer, hold up. Do you have a mirror? Okay, cool. Axne, I'm good now. And then he goes through the portal and he's like, my t- his tum-tum still hurts. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and she, Yennefer, like, because, Geralt, you do this every single time and every single time it doesn't work. I, I Do you have some sort of amnesia that only works on this specific instance? I do have amnesia. Yeah, but you've done this like, you do this like every week. Anyway, so, uh, one of the guys doesn't talk, he's a mute, and his fear winds up being basically the incident that made him become mute, where he talked back to a Jarl, and the Jarl punished him. Got it. Uh, Blue Boys is his dad, and the, the fear that his dad will never respect him. So you have to duel him. He should fear that he's gonna die, because it's like an immediate, hey buddy. Oh, by the way, I do want to point out. I went back to Madman Logos. He doesn't even care. He didn't even bring it up. It wasn't even a conversation. Like, there was nothing. He's just like... Well, I feel like that probably stopped being relevant because none of that other stuff matters. His kid died. Like, Well, yeah, but at that point, he's like, girl, you didn't even help him. He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, my kid is dead, but I'd like to point out the fact that, bro, you didn't even go help him. I'm like, well... I didn't prevent him from getting to the dinner and dying now, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, blue boy. So wow. you so you duel him. Yeah, Geralt's fear is the last, of course, because it's the end of the quest, you have to fight the wild hunt. Well you duel him and I uh, presumably lose. 
or like he lose he has to lose your Geralt's not gonna not beat him yeah so his dad still's not gonna respect him no no you you duel the dad oh you duel madman in the in the the cave so you kill madman logos in the cave and then his, his son's like oh well my dad sucks more or less yeah he's like oh I guess he's just as bad as I thought he was whatever <laughs> oh yeah he's just an idiot he did of course no one could beat a witcher. <laughs> Like, bro, did you not see me, like, completely annihilate him with just my fists at the party, the very first party? I could have told you that I... It's not like if you give him a sword, the it's gonna be any different. Bro, I killed dragons. <laughs> yeah. Has Madman Logos ever killed a dragon? Well, I mean, he says he killed a dragon. He didn't kill a dragon. I've killed dragons. Pretty I don't sure. think he could beat up a drowner, level four. <laughs> I fought the guy. He sucks. All he does is scream all the time. And he's super mad about What's-Her-Face becoming queen. Although you wouldn't know that yet. And you'll never know that because you'll be dead. Sorry, Blue Boy. Pour one out for my homie. <laughs> the homie that you couldn't even be bothered to go help. Oh, I... I Andrew, before I showed up to the thing, to the dinner, I swear I looked through all my quests and I, di- I didn't think that had anything to do with the, like, hero thing. I would have done it. I just f- forgot. Well, you know, he, my he, life debt to Madman Lugos that he doesn't care about later. If if you could continue to give me crap over, like, the decision from the very first thing, I can give you crap about something that happened, like, last week. Oh, you can give me crap about it. It's just Madman Logos clearly doesn't care, so it has no warrant. <laughs> so, yeah, it is unfortunate that I didn't get to do that. But sorry, Blue Boy, I'll not help you in the future because I'm going to do my evil run where I end up with Triss. <laughs> For reasons explained right now, because I am done waiting. It is time for Last Wish, and this solidifies my love for Yennefer more than anything else ever could. And at this point, I'm so far in the game, unless she does something like unbelievably terrible in the last half of this game because I'm almost done with act two. I seriously do not understand why everyone hates her so much because she's really not even that bad. She really isn't. Occasionally she gives Geralt some lip and if people are upset that they give lit, that they get lip from their significant other, I gotta be honest, that says more about them than it does Yennefer. Well, I mean... It's a pretty well established fact because, like, there are people who got really mad at um, the wife in like Breaking Bad, for example, and so like, oh, she's being so terrible to Walter. I'm like, he's literally murdering people. Like, he's a bad guy. Yeah, and she's she. It's very clear that she's doing it out of jest. She's literally just messing with him. Not. I never actually saw Breaking Bad, so I don't know anything about that, but... You should, it is I, excellent. You should watch it, but regardless. I, it, I just can't get past the first season. It's just so slow, and I understand that it picks up, but at this point, I know everything about the story. I don't even need to watch it. Plus, Disney Plus is coming out soon <laughs> to date this episode, and what else am I going to do with my life? There is, like, 268 things that are going in this. All of them. Everything that Disney has ever done. I don't remember if Alex Max was a Disney thing. It wasn't. That was Nickelodeon. No! The 
that was like my favorite show of all time and I can't find it anywhere. She turns into a puddle. It was like one of the very first shows where you get to see somebody who's like a superhuman and I loved that show. She turned into a little puddle and just went over and did whatever. It was so cool. I'm, I digress. You know, <laughs> I, I was really hoping that'd be on there. Nickelodeon, get on it, man. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have VRV. Nickelodeon cartoons and stuff are a part of VRV. I've never even looked for it. I never even thought about it because I thought it was Disney. I have some homework after this. <laughs> I have some excitement that I may be coming up to. Or some crushing disappointment. <laughs> Probably crushing disappointment, but there's no crushing disappointment right now because this is the one with Yennefer. <laughs> so last wish, it's all about basically... At the beginning of the quest, I'm assuming for for the people that have done this, I'm not going to spend too much time on the quest itself. I'm more going to talk about what it meant to me for her to make this decision. Basically, the Yennefer starts off not telling you anything about the quest, which if anyone's going to be upset about anything is the fact that I totally get it. If people are upset because she's secretive and basically doesn't tell anybody what her plans are ever. Yeah, that's annoying. I totally get it. But here's the thing. It's not like Triss brought you into the whole saving mages as soon as you showed up to help her, too. So a lot of people are secretive in this game. I'm not going to sit there and dog Yennefer about it, especially when sometimes her secrets are, you know, killing the whole forest. Yeah, that was I wouldn't have done it. We needed the information for Siri, but I wouldn't have done it. I get that that's a super bad thing to do, and which is why I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but Siri has always been, I will literally do anything for, or not Siri, Yennefer has always been, I will literally do anything for Siri. And to Chris's credit, to Triss's credit, (laughs) to my credit, I will. To my credit, I would do anything for for this fictional character. (laughs) To Triss's credit, she will too, up to and including getting tortured. So I get it. But again, she kind of keeps you a secret about it. And eventually you get to you, you, you go on this boat and you're trying to find a shipwreck. And as the quest continues, you find out that there's this mage who had controlled a gin and she was like, I want to control a gin too. And Geralt asks her why. And she's like, oh, well, why wouldn't a sorceress sorceress want want infinite power? I mean, duh. Wouldn't you want infinite power if you could control one? And he's like, um, no, not really, but whatever. I guess I'll help you. Like, (laughs) I'm all in at this point. For my character, Geralt's like, yes, yes, I will do literally anything. Do you want me to kill that guy over there? (laughs) What? He has nothing to do with anything. I'm just saying I will. Geralt, why would you want to kill him? He just looks shifty. He looks shifty. I don't like him. I want to kill him. If you want me to kill him, I'll do it. Yennefer's like, bro, bro, this is literally not what we came here to do, but I'll kill that guy for you. By the way, while you were talking, I looked it up just so you know, it's on Amazon Prime. Alex Mack? Yes. And I have the free shipping. Well, the two day shipping. Like, so I mean, it's free. I mean, so I have Amazon Prime. This is good news for me. All right, I just thought you wanted to know that. Here's the thing. It's probably not going to hold up. No, it's one of those shows from the childhood that I'm like, oh, awesome. And they'll probably watch the first episode and be like, what was I thinking? (laughs) 
like Beast Wars, Transformers. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I love this as a kid. And then I watch it as an adult and I'm like, whoa. Kid Chris had terrible days. Yeah, what is going on? To get off a little topic, I also loved Bob Ross as a kid, but that holds into adulthood. Hey, no, there is nothing more relaxing than just turning on Bob Ross and just listening. Which is why I'm so happy that they still do that Twitch thing every once in a while. Every Monday. I know. It's great. And you can watch previous ones, too. Yeah. So you can just go out there and watch Bob Ross whenever you want, and it's fantastic. Love Bob Ross. And when I was a kid, Mom bought me the Bob Ross paint kit, and I found my painting, the first one that I ever did, and as a little bonus, I will throw it in our Discord when this episode goes up, if you remind me. I cannot wait. It's, well, you're going to see it today. But it's something. Just remember, I was a child, and I didn't have canvas, so I used notebook paper. Wait, you painted on notebook paper? I did, <laughs> and it went about as well as you would expect. You know what? Points for points for trying. I had to use what I had, yeah. and Mom bought me the thing, and she's like, I'm not going to buy you a canvas. I mean, I, you know, she was like, you're not going to continue to do this anyway, so whatever. I'm like, well, thanks, Mom. Really appreciate the vote of confidence there, but okay. <laughs> but she was right because you did, did you? I didn't. I t- hey, I draw from time to time. I do a decent job at it. Good for you. But I digress. I'm getting off topic. And when the topic is Yennefer, I don't understand how I could even possibly do that. If we were talking about Triss, I would totally understand. <laughs> I just have to get those digs in there. But I can't help it. It's, so- it's, it's just... It, instinct at this point so you go to help yennefer well yes obviously uh and basically at the end of the quest you find out that the whole purpose of this quest was she wanted to break the magical love bond that you two had because she wanted to find out if the love that you two shared was only because of the bond or it was because you two truly loved each other And I'm like, as far as gestures go, that is quite literally the most, like, I love you and I want you to be happy than anything else. The fact that she wanted to go out of her way, and she even said, because when you're fighting the djinn, she said, there are two things that we can do, and I can do this forever. Because you you beat the djinn, which was an awesome fight, by the way. It was very cool. And she locks it in this cage and the djinn either stays in this cage forever with Yennefer because she didn't have enough strength to actually control it, but she had enough strength to basically keep it locked in place. And she says, you can either stay in this cage for eternity because I can do this all day, or you can just unbreak the curse. And the djinn, of course, goes, fine, I'll undo the curse because a djinn is the only thing that can undo another djinn's curse. And for me... Like I said, that is more telling of Yennefer's character than anything else. That, again, she is willing to do anything for the people that she loves. To be fair, I think you're maybe overselling that just slightly because it's also a thing of, does Yennefer really love Geralt? It's not It's not like she went into that knowing how she was going to feel on the other end either. I understand that, but her motivations, as she said it, was more... 
at least if I remember, maybe I just wanted this to be it, but her motivations to me were more of, I want to know how Geralt feels. And at the same time, I don't know how I'm going to feel either. Now, admittedly, at the end of the quest, before I, th- I can't remember if she said it before Geralt or not, but she asked him how you feel. And I obviously said that I love her and that nothing has changed at all because it's hilarious because Geralt's response is, I feel like we got shafted because I don't feel any different <laughs> because of course he turned it into a joke because that's what they do. And he's like, I don't feel any different. I still love you just as much as I did before. And then she's like, of course I feel the exact same. And you know, then they, um, they actually don't copulate here because he goes, Hey, his uh, ship looked kind of cozy. And she's like, we literally don't have time for that. So they kind of sit there at the edge of the ship looking at the sunset for a little bit. Um, and then they do this nice little, they basically, he sits at the ship, she sits at the ship and then she leans her head into him. And I'm like, Oh, love this woman. And then they, um, you know, the camera kind of pans away and they both portal out of there. And then it immediately shows up at basically her saying thank you and everything. So yes, they were both, it was both selfish and everything, but at the same time, she could have went through all that effort and just been like, screw you, Geralt. We're just going to stay like this, whether you love Triss or not. And it was just, to me, that is just one of those things that when I think of the differences between Triss and Yennefer, Yennefer's side quest is, side quest is pretty much all about Geralt and Yennefer. Triss's side quest is all about Triss and what she wants, which is getting the mage out of the city, which noble cause i was about to say are you really gonna sit here and say that that was a bad thing no i'm not saying that's a bad thing but what i'm saying is the difference and it goes back again to the writing in this game the difference between the two women is one the side quest was focused 100 on yennefer and Geralt, whereas triss it's more focused on triss and what she wants and even at the very end of the end of the quest She's not even willing to, like, after Geralt helped her and everything, unless you say that you love her and unless you kissed her before, she's not even willing to, like, be like, hey, man, I'll come back and visit you every once in a while. It's just done forever. Quest over. It just seems so poorly done because it's very clear that they have the ability to teleport and that they can go anywhere at any time. There's no reason Triss could not just show back up wherever she wants to. And it just seems so stupid that they just ended it so early. But for me, that whole quest right there was just solidified my love for Yennefer so much more. I have to assume that you turned her down. Yeah. Because you already made the hor- the, the worst mistake you could make in the game. No. It, um. So going forward, things will probably be we'll finally have a lot, probably a little more deviation than we've had in the past. Cause I can tell you that she does say her feelings first, because I was thinking about this the whole time of had I made different choices earlier, would she st- have still said she had feelings for him? I, I, I wonder if there's a way that she just doesn't like him afterwards because she read his mind the whole time and knows that you said you love. So she, did she say that she didn't love you? No, she does. And that's what I'm wondering if you, if they're like, had I not complimented her and stuff in that one quest that we had talked about, would she still feel that way? 
Like, I'm just wondering if there are other prerequisites like there are with Chris, where you had to have done things in previous missions to get that option, if there would be a way for it to come out and say that she doesn't feel anything for him now. That is that is an interesting question. Because as it went down, she says talks first, and that's why I know she talks first, because I remember that moment really well, and talks about how she doesn't feel any different, and then asks the question to you, and he says, like, I'm sorry, I... You know, it was the genie, and it's just, it's it's not the same now. And and she gets real upset, because this plan clearly did not work out the way she hoped it would. So I have a question, Andrew. Yeah. Given everything that you know about both of them, what would you have chosen if you were going to do a second playthrough, and you wanted to choose the one that you actually wanted to choose, would you still stay with Triss, or would you go with Yennefer? I mean, if I ever do a second playthrough, I would do Yennefer anyway. I know that, but, but that's not the question I'm asking. I'm asking after everything that you know about both of them in this game only, not even thinking about the other games where you had this backstory with Triss, of the two in this game, who would you rather go with? Be Just be out of curiosity. If it's Triss, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you've been saying in terms of, like, not really understanding why people dislike Yennefer so much, because I agree. But I think, honestly, one of the weaknesses of the game as a whole, and I have very few complaints about my time with Witcher 3, as overall, I really like this game. The whole romance subplot in general feels really badly done, both in terms, like, like we talked about earlier, that you have to make the decision of Triss before you even really get to know Yennefer, but even really the same thing, you really don't spend very much time with Yennefer before you're expected to lock yourself into that decision. You know, it's like, it, it's just, it's not really very well integrated. So I don't come out of it feeling super attached to either one of them, to be perfectly honest. So why didn't you tell her you love her and then go out with no one? Because you could have ended the game with nobody. Yeah, I guess I could have. Now you're going to be saddled with a girl that you don't even know if you like. <laughs> because... From my perspective, there's going to be no more quests. With The only one that you're going to consistently have quests with at this point is probably Yennefer because of her obsession with Ciri. And I don't think... Triss has other things going on in her life. I don't think she's going to keep coming up unless it's specifically to help out Ciri. And when Yennefer's doing the bulk of the work there, I don't know if you're really going to see Triss again. I don't know. and But like I said, I just feel like it's it's handled poorly in general. I think I get that for me still for everything that I've said, you know, if there was an, uh, basically Yennefer is Dijkstra and Geralt and for Geralt, that's the person that I would choose no matter what, because of the reasons that I discussed earlier, I already don't like Triss because of her general treatment of Geralt. Not that she hasn't been good to Geralt, but the whole fact that she knew that Geralt, and Yennefer were together. She knew that he am he had amnesia. She deliberately didn't fix it because she wanted to be with Geralt. Because Yennefer said, oh yeah, the Lodge found me and I was clear in like one day. They immediately lifted the amnesia. Because they talk about that later. When you talk with Yennefer. She specifically mentions the fact that, um, bro, why didn't you have your men or... Or why didn't you come looking for me? Because he asked her the question is, why didn't you come looking for me sooner? And she is like, I could ask you the exact same thing because my amnesia was cured in like a week. He's like, well, I had amnesia for months. And from what I understand from doing some research, now again, 
I haven't, I didn't play the other games, so I don't know if this is true or not, but people were alluding to the fact that Triss deliberately altered Geralt's mind so the amnesia would last longer so she could be with him longer. And if that's true, I hate Triss even more because literally every decision she made has been selfish in the fact that she just wants Geralt. And I get it, but it just makes me, if she could have easily fixed the amnesia, whether she altered his mind or not, she immediately, she clearly knew how to fix the amnesia and clearly didn't do anything about it. Whether she could fix it or not, she obviously knew the lodge and she obviously could have fixed it and just didn't. Now, again, that's just writing from the game's perspective. But if we're sitting there thinking about if we're including the games and whether we like a person or not, to me, that is a pretty glaring negative for Triss. That is a huge mega negative in the sense that she could have done something about it and specifically chose not to. That makes in my, her, in my opinion, a terrible person. See, none of that came up for me, and I'm sure that's because of uh, Yennefer having a very different attitude towards Geralt at this point in the game. Because I, I assume you're talking about when you talk to her later in Kaer Morhen? Yes. Yeah, that conversation went real differently for me, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, I'm sure it did go very differently from you. So, like, not all these I, things I, you're I, saying... I can tell you that episode 25 is going to be high energy. So all the things you're saying, um, this is 25, 26, you mean? Oh. <laughs> well, I guess I'm high energy because of Yennefer, but that, to me, just is very telling. But, like, so, like, I did not have any of these experiences, and didn't, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, that that could be true, but, like, that's not any information I recall ever coming up, even in the previous games, that she had a way to fix it. Well, just it's so not saying, that she like, had a way to fix it. Was she in contact in those games with the Lodge or not? In the second game, she is for a little bit, yes. Yennefer, whether you believe me or not, it happened. She said the Lodge essentially found her almost within a week, and she was cured immediately. No, I'm not saying I don't believe you in saying those things. I'm just like, as it's been presented before, that's never even remotely been implied to something she could do, so that's interesting that that comes up now. So for me, she specifically knew that, and everything that she's done up to this point is just out of selfish, I want Geralt. And to me, that just, whether she was better in the books or not, and I feel like by the end of this series, which is 500 episodes from now, if we do the DLC 2, which I'm starting to want to because someone in our Discord was telling me that I really want to do it, which means there's got to be more Yennefer content or <laughs> Gwent, either one. I think you did specifically mention that there's some really good Gwent cards. Well, yeah. I played Gwent on the phone. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I, I hate it for the same reason that I don't really like Hearthstone. I don't like the fact that there's no single player. That irks Which, me. Hearthstone actually does have some single player content now. Oh, well, then I'll probably pick it up and play it. I just, for me, I don't have the time to sit down and devote to an, an entire game. I have a lot of other stuff going on. And yeah, even if the game only takes 10 or 15 minutes, I don't want to be the guy that stops in the middle of something because I don't have 10 or 15 minutes. I just don't like, I don't like online only multiplayer games. I've never liked them. I've never liked MMORPGs. I've never really liked that whole system. I just can't really get into them. It's hard for me to do that because I just <laughs> generally don't like other people. 
there's only ever been a couple of MMOs that have ever really grabbed my attention for any extended period of time, other than, obviously, I know you got really into Destiny, but... That's because Destiny, you didn't have to integrate with other people, and that's why I liked it. But um, I liked City of Heroes and Final Fantasy XIV are, like, the only ones that ever stuck with me for any long period of time. And those two I played specifically because I could play with you. Yeah. And I didn't even keep Final Fantasy XIV up very long, which I apologize for because you bought it for me. Yeah. Um, Like, you did the one month, and then, like, I think we played, like, twice, and that was it. The problem I had with it is, and I'm sure that this wasn't going to be the every time, but, geez, for, like, the first 10, 15 levels, it was nothing but fetch quests. Go here, do this. Go here, do this. Go here, do this. Go here, do this. I'm like, this sucks! I just want to... I kept thinking, I'm like... I've played for like 10 hours. I just want to kill something. This is Final Fantasy. Let me kill something. So that was, that sucked. But anyway. Especially Shane, because 14 has a really good story. But anyway. Well, I didn't read any of it because it was just after the first six quests, it was like, I'm tired of reading all of this. I just want to kill something. Like, it, it, it just, it was so boring. And I'm sure that there's more to it later, and I'm sure I'll pick it up again someday, but... No, you won't. We both know you won't. <laughs> if they ever have Blitzball, we both know that I will. You say that, but then you didn't even play Blitzball in 10-2. That's because Blitzball in 10-2 sucked. It was not my Blitzball, and it will never be my Blitzball. <laughs> you didn't even get to watch the game. It was just triangles. I hated it. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so... I don't know. Of all the information that I have of Triss and Yennefer at this point, even if I ignore anything that she did in the other games, knowing the fact that she could have fixed Geralt and just didn't, just annoys me. It means that she just wanted to be in a relationship with Geralt and didn't think about his feelings at all. And it wasn't until he remembered Yennefer that suddenly the bonds, like, I have to go find her, took over. So, I don't know. It's just everything that's been presented to me in this game, I, I just, I really don't care for Triss, personally. But it sounds like you don't care for either of them. I mean, taking in the context of the first game, or of, of just this game, like I said, I don't really feel like you get to know either of them very well. Like, compared when I think about other games that romances have been a big deal, like, say, like most of Bioware's games, your Dragon Age and your Mass Effect and stuff like that, I feel like I barely know these people. You're right, and I feel like you're just shoehorned into loving somebody just to love somebody. Yeah. I feel like the only one that you're ever going to get real interaction with is Yennefer, which is she probably has more chance, more opportunities to tick people off with her bad attitude. Quote, unquote, bad attitude. She probably has a ton of opportunities to tick people off by the end of the game, especially if you choose Trish. She's, what a surprise, a phenomenal douche if you don't pick her. Oh, I hate her because I chose Triss. Of course she hates you. Of course she's going to treat you like garbage. That's, uh, I would. What person in their relationship that isn't incredibly rare that you're just best friends with your ex? I can tell you I've had the unfortune to work with one of my exes in the same building and just occasionally getting on the elevator with this person was awkward. It's look at the door do not even acknowledge their existence as a human and continue about your day because we're not friends. We're never going to be friends. And that's just the way it is. Of course, Yennefer doesn't like you after that. Of course, she's going to be a giant jerk. If 
you had the opportunity to see Triss for the rest of the game, she's probably going to be a giant jerk if you have long interactions with her. So I, I don't know. I just like Yennefer, and it's been very clear from episode one because I chose her immediately. She was my Pikachu, and I chose you. <laughs> Which, speaking of things that are also about to come out. Yes! Oh! <sighs> this is going to be a good week. <laughs> despite just, the recent unfortune you're just gonna sit there and watch disney plus and play uh, pokemon sword or shield whichever one like nonstop. well whichever one is blue i'm not going to play because that's the one my wife has already called which i think is shield i think so yeah so it looks like which makes sense shield would be blue and and sword is red yeah. sword would be aggro if they're opposite i would be surprised anyway so that kind of covers a lot of the side quest stuff that we have going up into the next major part of the story, which is going to be next week's episode, which is probably going to be a pretty long one because there's a lot to cover. No, no, no. Oh. You're forgetting one thing, Andrew. What's that? Did you go back and do the Gwent tournament? Oh, yes, I did, actually. So what did you think? And what about that farmer? <laughs> Dude, his deck. I actually beat him on the first try. Oh, what strategy did you use? The same strategy I've been doing, which is a bunch of spies, and I basically didn't change my deck at all. I just wanted to see how it went. Have you started using decoys? I have one decoy in my deck, which is literally every decoy I have. <laughs> I have two. Actually, I think I have three now, but I'm only putting two in my deck. I, fi I figured it out. I only have eight cards left to get in the entire game. Wow. I have like 20-something, I think. I have one in Novigrad, one in Skellige, and six randoms which i don't even know how to get the randoms if it's just playing a bunch of people over and over or, and, over. and or shops i think the the problem is though of the ones unless there's gwent things to do in act three i have no idea how i'm going to get them probably have to start looking online to find a guide for where these things are i may have to because i only have eight cards left to get i don't really know what it it, it, it kind of seems like we're all leading up to some big event in three, which I mean, is obvious that we all know what it is since we already talked about the Yennefer conversation because it's right before the battle. Yes. I can tell you 26 is going to be a doozy. Yeah. Lots of story content we're going to be covering exclusively story content. <laughs> this is going to be plenty long with just that. So the tournament, um, the one thing that I wanted to say about the tournament more than just the fact that you play Gwent three times, you win Gwent three times. You play Gwent four times. Or four, four times, sorry. And each of them gives you a leader card, which is cool. I figured out where that leader was. It was the guy in the um in the castle. The, the there was a guy, the very first guy that you meet in the castle that once that has a little question mark, because the first thing you do after you you meet up with Yennefer. After you meet up with her and you go to the castle I, and speak to Vizimir. Stop before you continue, because I have to point out to everyone, since no one can see, he literally had broke into this big smile and paused for a second when he was going to say the word Yennefer. Like, there was a visible change in his face. What can I say, people? I just had to make sure that that is established. I love what I love, and I love Yennefer, as you'll hear again in the next few minutes. I, but that guy gave you the leader card. And I was like, oh, man, this is where it's been this whole time. I didn't beat him when I played him at first because my deck was terrible and I just had bad luck because he had tons and tons of spies. And 
I do want to point out that you had a tweet where you had an abysmal game of Gwent and only got 180 points, 83, <laughs> something ridiculous. He was the one that I got 230 points on. I like how you're calling 180 points in one hand abysmal. I had 230. That is abysmal as far as I'm concerned. And he got a measly 75. Like, what are you even doing? Why'd you even show up today? You should have just been like, oh, here's your deck. I'm done. And it's because he kept throwing out decoys and kept throwing out spies. And by the end of the round, I had 16 cards in my hand. I had two horns, two of the archer guys with the hands. So they were 20 points each, 40 points total. And then I had the trebuchets with the hands and two of those things. So 72 points right there. And then I just had a ton of other trebuchets and stuff. And 230 points later, he basically just was like, I'm done with the game of Gwent forever. (laughs) There's, I should just stop playing at this point. But back to the tournament, because the one thing that I was so happy, there's this guy that shows up and he's eyeballing you the whole time. And surprise, surprise, he's a racist and hates every other race. Which is interesting because the person you're talking to even specifically points out he's a half-elf and he's still a super racist. (laughs) Yes, and he hates you because of all of your mutagens and everything, which the vampire was also mega, mega racist who was going around like killing people, the serial killer guy. He was also super racist and and pro-church, so I guess it's apparently a thing where... Apparently. The church just brainwashes everybody, whether they're a race or not. And uh, so you you talk with him, and he basically talks about how he hates you. You're a freak. The standard fare for these people. Do you remember a long time ago, I had joked around about uh, Geralt making his own card that's one of the most powerful cards in the game? Yes. The only thing that can stand up to Siri. Siri. And he basically just scribbled them on a cardboard piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The last hand, when I played him, the time that I beat him, he had zero cards, and I had one. And it was Geralt. And it was the Geralt card! (laughs) And he immediately, and I'm sure this happened for you too, but he immediately gets up, he's like, you're a cheater! You're a dirty cheat! I hate you! And he immediately starts a fight, and I'm like, yes! So I'm fighting in a Gwent tournament against this racist, and the very last card I play is the Geralt 15, and I completely annihilate him, and he gets up and he's like, I hate you, you stupid piece of mutant crap. This game. I could end it right here and just be happy. Yeah, so then you fist fight this elf guy. Oh, it was so it was so fun. But it, and then it turns out, I, I was it him that was the one that actually stole all the gold from everybody? No, it was I the think farmer. It, oh, that's right. It was the farmer. And I immediately knew who it was because um, in the beginning, Geralt asks him what that smell is. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when you're go, so somebody steals all the Gwent money for this yeah. tournament, like nine grand or whatever. It's a lot of money. It was nine grand because you get half of it at the end, no matter what you do. Yeah. And this lady basically comes up and says that, hey, I'm going to steal the gold. and Let's split it with you. And I was like, "Um, if I won, I'm just taking it all. I don't need to split it with you, period. And no matter what you do, 
you wind up splitting it with her. You wind up splitting it with her because no matter you whether you win or not, the gold is stolen by the farmer guy. And then, yeah, when you're investigating the stealing of the money, because the lady immediately comes up to you and is like, first of all, let me just say that was not me. <laughs> <laughs> and Geralt's like, yeah, I kind of guessed that. And because you actually beat her in round two. Yeah. And then you go and investigate and Geralt immediately comments that he smells cinnamon at the place where it was stolen. So I'm like, oh, it was the farmer. Like, I just uh, immediately, that's got to be who it is. I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Because I'm like, he specifically commented that the farmer smelled, had a smell about him. Because it was a real surprise to me when I showed up and it was him. I was like, oh, really? Huh. Okay. And I remember Geralt making fun of him because the farmer guy was like, I'm just so excited to, you know, it's all, all that matters is we have fun and I can't wait to go tell my wife, Henrietta, and my kids about this. And then you show up at the place and he's got all these thugs and Geralt's like, which one's Henrietta? <laughs> Oh, Geralt. I did like that the uh, farmer who's a halfling responds back, the tall one. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, from his perspective, is literally all of them. Yes. So you go with uh, Sasha, the lady who wanted wanted you to help her steal it to get the money back. And you fight the halfling and all of his people who were, like, crooks. Like, they uh, some thief ring. And then you talk to her, and it turns out she's a spy from... The Empire and her, this was her money to basically get back to the Empire mm-hmm. after all of this. Uh, and then, yeah, so she takes the half the money and leaves and you get half the money. Yeah, but she's, it was kind of cool that she's like, oh yeah, I've been a spy this whole time. Andrew, I'm devastated. Why? I was looking back at my notes and I totally forgot. I was going to play this whole long con about how um, when you ask Yennefer whether she loves you or not, I was going to be like, yeah, so of course I told her to stuff it. And <laughs> I was going to wait until the very end of the game to bring up all of that. And then I was like, ah, I totally forgot. I had this long con planned and everything. And no one would have believed it. Well, no, I was going to change it to. I can't remember what I was going to change it to. Oh, I was going to change it to. I love my daughter, Siri. <laughs> and I was specifically going to. This is, you know, she is my daughter. So I love her. I just, you know, I love Yennefer more. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I was going to say, literally no one would have believed you if you said that you told Yennefer to stuff it. Like, no one would have. Well, I would have waited until the next episode to clear it all up. But since we both know the battle is coming, there's going to be no time for that. Yeah. So with that, I guess, what are your expectations? There's a big fight. (laughs) That's my expectations. Big old fight. I think the Peller's going to finally come back. Oh, Go on. Well, the, the Peller was the um, dude the whole time. The secret mastermind. Yeah, the secret mastermind. So here's the thing, though. I do think the Peller might be a Doppler. I do think okay. he is a Doppler. And I do think he has the ability to turn into different things. And I think you haven't seen him at all. I think he's some sort of secret Doppler. And that I think he's hiding out in Danny Lyons Tavern somewhere. And he's just keeping an eye on you this whole time. And I think that's why the Wild Hunt is getting all their information on Siri. I think it's feeding from from dandelion. Um, it could be that bird. I don't know. Can Dopplers turn into? Um, uh, who knows? Probably. It's it's Zoltan's bird. Zoltan did say the bird was new. It's a new bird. The Peller, the Doppler. It's him. Because <laughs> that makes sense. Why not? <laughs> 
Let's he's, go with he's, it. He's, he's coming back. He's coming back as the bird, as that hawk or whatever. And then Valen Grand Prix, where you're going to ride her out on a motorcycle to race him. We had to work that in somehow. Well, the, well, that was more. That's Final Fantasy, Andrew. I don't know if there's going to be a Grand Prix in this game. Probably not. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of horse races, so it wouldn't be that weird. I have not done any of the horse races. I've only done the story level ones. That's a shame because you get like some really nice equipment for Roach. I have like hundreds and everything already. What possible more equipment could I get? I don't know. I can carry 220 pounds, which is really nice. Whoa! I'm going to go back and do those races. Didn't realize you get saddle upgrades. I keep getting stamina and everything and keep wondering when I'm ever going to get a saddle upgrade. And now I realize where I've made my mistake. I'm going to have to go back and do those races. This is unfortunate. I'm going to do them races. I'm, I'm expecting to race the Peller in the upcoming episodes. After the battle, of course. Of course. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's he's coming back. He's coming back with a vengeance. He's one of those he's one of those people. We know it's him. It's one of those act three things where it's plot twist. It was the Peller all along. It was the Peller. We know it's the Peller. It's gotta be. It's the only thing that makes sense, and by the only thing that makes sense, it doesn't make sense at all. But that's the thing. Nothing in this game has really made sense. At no point when I started the crones did I ever think that they were gonna well, immediately I thought they were gonna kill those kids, but Okay, so I guess it does make sense, because I immediately <laughs> thought that. I'm trying to think of something else that doesn't make sense. Um, so you're right, it can't be that, because it doesn't make any sense. There's no way it could be that stupid bird. Um, I'm sorry, did I just ruin your entire theory? There's no way that the Wild Hunt could be the Peller. If I go back, he's probably there. He's probably hanging out with his sheep, talking. Maybe... <laughs> oh, that sheep. Princess or Maybe whatever. little princess is like a transmorph or something. Maybe That's Princess the is the Doppler all along. That's the Peller's wife. But if, as a Doppler, if you turn into an animal, can they turn, first of all, can they turn into animals? I don't know. Second of all, when they become the animal, do they take on the animal's personalities like they do for the humans? In which case, would they even be smart enough to turn back into a regular Doppler? Or could, would they be an animal for a short period? There's so many questions. The other question is, if they turn into a Witcher, does that mean they get the Witcher mutagens and everything because they become the witcher i really want to know more about these dopplers no they don't get the mutagens and stuff i think didn't we have that exact scenario in a side quest where you chase down a doppler in novigrad yeah but he becomes Geralt and gets his memories and everything yeah but i didn't think he got the because didn't i thought Geralt made a comment or one of them made a comment about how you know just because i know the moves doesn't mean i can keep up with the with a real witcher or whatever i don't know i really don't know well, you're right, because, I, of course, wouldn't immediately all Dopplers turn into mages then? It's the very first thing I would do, is turn into a mage and be like, oh, yeah, I'm Yennefer. Infinite cosmic power. And I'm, or, or, well, yeah, I'm Siri, and, or, well, but because that's what a, that's what the, um, Wild Hunt would, oh! <laughs> the Wild Hunt, the Peller is the mastermind, but Little Princess is the the Doppler. He's going to convince Little Princess to turn into... Because the Doppler that turned into Little Princess was Little Princess for too long. What happened was they were trying to escape, and so they turned into a sheep or a goat or whatever and went into a flock of goats, if that's what you call a flock of goats. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's a, a gaggle. Maybe it's a herd. It might be a herd. We don't know about whether it's a herd or not. I don't think there's really any evidence... To support it being a herd. 
It's a murder of goats. <laughs> and it turned this Doppler turned into goat. And what he's trying to do, he wants Siri because he knows there's he wants to be able to have infinite series. Because if Siri can go anywhere at any time, if they have a Doppler that can turn into Siri and gain all of Siri's powers, that maybe doesn't have like any semblance of anything because they're a goat, they can just be like, turn into Siri immediately, take us to this location, and before they have the wherewithal to be Siri, they then kill Siri Doppler goat. <laughs> Siri Doppler goat. And then... They clone the goat. So you're saying the Peller's discovered cloning technology. The Peller has discovered cloning technology. And there's multiple Doppler goats, multiple series now, and they can go wherever they want off one of... I mean, here's the thing. This game is dark, and this is a dark theory, but this game is very dark. We have... They have an infinite number of series that they just blow up as soon as they're done, because obviously more than one Siri would be a pro one Siri is a problem because she already can't control her abilities to 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 any degree. So multiple series would be a problem, but that's why they just off the Siri every single time and then just have an unlimited copy factor factory of these series. And this Peller is he's he's temporarily he's it, man. He's it. Him and Little Princess. I'm telling you, they are. Cloning Doppler Siri plan. That's it. That's the plan. Maybe, maybe the, the Peller isn't the mastermind, though. What if Little Princess is the mastermind and she's telling him what to do? But does Little Princess want to be cloned? Or maybe Little Princess. Maybe she's a demon more, or something. It would make sense that this goat is more intelligent than the Peller. So you're on to something. I think you're on to something here that we're going to need to flesh out in 26. Because I think we're about out of time for this episode. But I really think you're on to something here. And I think we need to dig into this. I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to to the goat. Um, I'm going to go get that horn and talk to the goat. And I know that's not how it works, but it's I'm going to make it happen. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. Act three, baby. It's the Peller. It's the goat. There's cloning. Multiple series. It's on. It's going to be a real nightmare, because imagine dealing with like trying to fight multiple series. Well, you're not going to have to fight her, because, they, they, again, she, the longer that the Peller or the Goat become Siri, the more like Siri they will become. So they got to off her immediately. That's why cloning is a big deal. That's why this technology is a huge deal here. Got it. It's got it. you got to have the clone, because you got to be able to off them immediately. Cloning is, is the key, and the Peller knows it, or the Goat. <laughs> or both. Well, the the Peller may know about the cloning, but he he does he has no idea what to do with it. But the goat knows. The goat knows everything. And we got it. We got to dig into this. This is a, this is a string that I don't think we can leave untied or tied or whatever. <laughs> and on that note, we'll leave that mystery for next time. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. You can catch us on Twitter at Video Games C Two C with the number two. Uh, where we post updates and just occasionally, like, me randomly apparently having really pathetic 180-point Gwent hands. There's just nothing you can do. There's only so much you can do, and I get it. You can also find us at videogamescovertocover at gmail.com, where you can send any questions or feedback or anything you'd like to reach out to us somehow, or at our Discord, which is the pinned tweet on our Twitter account. 
where we have conversations about the games with some of our listeners and just generally have a pretty good time. I think they were talking about SimCity today, <laughs> which who doesn't love SimCity, right? I don't know. I think I prefer City Skylines. Well, actually, they, I think City Skylines is the one they were talking about. I just, my head went to SimCity. I can't believe that. How could you get those confused? I like Planet Coaster, too. I recently bought that two hospital one. I haven't played it yet, but I did like Planet Coaster. Planet Coaster reminds me. Have you seen Planet Zoo is coming? It's already out. Oh, it is? I, I thought think. it was still working. I think coming. it's already out. But that seems up your alley as well. Yeah. But the I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon oh, as a yeah, kid. Yeah. I, had like ama- I had this amazing coaster thing that I built, this entire thing on a bridge. The o- whole coaster system. The only complaint I ever had about Roller Coaster Tycoon, and some of the other games like it, like I did Hospital Tycoon and stuff, or Theme Hospital, rather, that I've been actually been poking around with on my laptop, and games where you have to end... Like, you have to meet the conditions at the end of the time limit rather than at any point up to the time limit are very annoying. That's only my only oh, complaint. Oh, yeah. I think they patched that out of, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. I want to say as soon as you hit it for, like, more than a month, I want to say that it was it was completed. Yeah. And... Because that would drive me nuts because you could, you could get, like, two or three months out and then just start having... And then suddenly just it starts to drop off because people get bored or whatever. And it's like, I, I had met it for 90% of this. Yeah. And you don't get the money or everything for completing it until after. So it's like, I just got to go with what I have. And a lot of times I broke the bank just trying to get what I was doing. But new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? That's true. And I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record here. But once again, if you like what we're doing. Take a few minutes out of your time and shoot us a, a, a review or something. Really helps us here. It does. We've been uh, slowly but steadily growing, and we're very excited about that. But any reviews or ratings or anything you can give us will will just help us on that trend. And I think you all know what's coming. But remember, I love Yennefer. And your daughter, Siri. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs>